Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the podcast. Thank you for making us a part of your day again. Um, if you haven't already, please share this. If you have, you can do it again. Um, we really appreciate the, uh, uh, the shout outs on Instagram. Today, we're going to talk about money tendencies. We're going to talk a little bit about money today. You know, this is some of these conversations that I have, some of these, these podcasts come off of uh, just things that I wish people told me sooner. When I got into sales, I worked in sales for um, really close to uh, 11, 12 years, and I wish some of these things came up. People sat down with me and said, listen, there's going to be money coming into your hands. You need to know how to handle it. So whether you're making good money, not making great money, going to be making better money in the future, no matter where you are, uh, you need to know how to handle it. There's a word, prudence, and the Bible says in, in Proverbs that I wisdom dwell with prudence. Prudence is foresight. It's looking ahead to the future um, and making decisions now based on the future. There's another scripture that says, "He, it's only a fool that spends all that he has. And so these are things that can be difficult because if you've never been a savings account type of person, um, you don't want to hear that you should be saving. You just want to hear that you should be giving. But I believe that there's there's a there's part for both. But prudence is, is foresight. Um, you know, there's an episode on The Office. The Office used to be one of my favorite shows. Um, there's an episode on The Office where Michael Scott is going through tough time personally, uh, financially. And Oscar comes in and Oscar says, so we've got three categories here. This green category are your expenses, your everyday things that you need, like your car, your rent, like your necessities. This, this uh, red category is the non-necessities like entertainment, magazine subscriptions, that stuff. And he said, this scary black category uh, is things that no one will ever, ever need, uh, like multiple magic sets and professional bass, bass fishing equipment. And so for all of us, especially if you start making money for the first time, you know, there's this feeling of freedom that comes. Yeah, when we were growing up, we didn't get um, an allowance. So an allowance wasn't part of our upbringing. So when we started making money for the first time, there were a few times where my mom would just say, because she knew she didn't give us allowance, allowance hey, if she made some extra money in her job, she would say, hey, I'm going to take you to the, we'll go to the mall and we'll spend some money on clothes. But there's a freedom that, freedom that comes with it as a teenager to be able to like, the first time you can buy your own food and you're like, I'm just, I'm going to the store and I'm getting candy. I mean, I got $25, I'm buying candy, right? And and spending your own money, there's a freedom that comes. But if you don't watch out, that that feeling of shopping, that, that, that feeling of excitement that comes with it can end up controlling your finances, where your first priority once you make money is buy something nice. And so there's there's an education that comes um, to, to, to make some adjustments. So I'm going to go through, this is just going to be the tip of the iceberg stuff, but some basic fundamentals. Um, your order of priority as a Christian with your finances. Number one is so. So your first thing is so. There's not anything else that I that that I that takes first priority but sowing. So I do 10% obviously for the tithe. I, I believe in putting aside a percentage for giving. You can even set up a separate giving account. But so I have a certain percentage set up for over and above the tithe. Uh, that's my seed, right? So I have my tithe, which is 10% of my income, and then I have an additional a certain percentage that's over and above that. So that's the first thing I set aside. The second thing is savings. Uh, I set aside savings. So I believe at least a 10% savings. Man, I, 
man, I wish someone had told me this back in 2007 when I started making decent money in save in sales. Set aside money, have a savings account that you can't touch. My savings account is an online savings account. Uh, there's, there's, you can research, but find places that have the best interest. The, the, the truth is, your savings account at your local bank is not going to have a good of interest rate as a CD account online or an online savings account where you can get a better percentage. The good thing about an online savings account is it's not easy to access. Online savings account, my online savings account, I don't have a credit card for it. I don't have a debit card for it. I don't have a checkbook for it. I don't have an easy way to access it besides online transfers. So for me, if I really want to move money out of there, it's going to take me a while. I have to get on the routing number, do all that stuff. It's not as easy as, hey, let me just spend money. You should have a separate account for your savings account. So so save, and then it's expenses. Notice how I haven't got to your new Adidas yet. I haven't got to your new watch. I haven't got to these things. You shouldn't be looking at your money as this is what I'm here for. Your, your priorities should be so, should be seed, save, and then expense third. And that's where you look and you, you know, the reality is with how much you make, you should, you may have to adjust what you're spending, what we consider to be, um, Necessities, you know, there's, there's uh, obviously we need to eat, so there's food, but making adjustments, and I'm going to talk about eating out in a second. And then number four is invest. So after you've set aside money for to sow, to save your expenses, you invest. And then number five, you spend. And this is a guideline for life. If you're making fifteen thousand a year, hundred and fifty thousand a year, one point five million a year, this should be the priority. Is it should be. So first, because obviously we, it shows God, hey, this is the first thing that I do with my money. Everything that I have came from you. We save as part of prudence. I believe in having a savings account. I believe if you set aside and you pray and you say, Lord, I want to be generous. I want to be a, a, a giver. Um, how much do you want me to give? The Lord will show you a percentage. And it may be that you start off with 5% additional for seed. Hey, I'm going to set aside 5% of my income. And then it may grow. You may say, Lord, I want to eventually get where I'm giving 30% of my income, 40% of my income, right? Um, but you set aside so, I think just as important, I think as important is saving. The Bible talks about um, setting up and saving and saving for the future and being prudent. It's okay to save. It's okay to have a savings account. Your money that you'll... Um, for the, for the seed account that I do, so I give my 10% to the local church, that, that extra percentage that I take, certain percentage that I take that we set aside, we actually, I'll, I'll add that to an, an account. So I keep a tally of it. And so I don't, I don't give it right away. It's not always to the same place. Sometimes it's, hey, I have, I have a, a giving setup that I give to a traveling ministry. I have one set up for the giving to the poor. I have different things the Bible talks about set up, but then I also have money that's waiting in the giving account where if there's a need that comes up or something that I want to sow into that I have it already there to give. So there's a certain percentage, right? And then there's savings. Don't feel bad about having a savings account. I believe it's a godly thing to have a savings account. An expense account, you you, you have your expenses, your investments, and then your spending. Um, so before we wrap up a couple things, just tendencies people have. I first of all want to clarify that not everything you buy is an investment. I've heard people say, oh, I need to invest in some new shoes. No, shoes are not an investment. I'm sorry, shoes are an expense. I need to invest in a new car. Unless your car is your work vehicle, like, hey, I'm using this truck for my landscaping business, a car is not an, invest an investment. A car is a depreciating asset. You lose money on a car. It's not an investment. You don't invest in a new purse. A new purse is not an investment. I don't care how long you're going to have it for. It's not an investment, right? 
Um, things that are luxuries are not investments. So stop saying, I've got, I've, got to, I've got to invest in this Lord of the Rings DVD collection. It's not an investment. Um, the second thing, I see tendencies on people buying food out a lot. People buying other food, other people food a lot. You know, when I, my first year in door-to-door sales, I was living at home. I was paying, I think, $400 a month in rent, maybe some expense on internet. So maybe my, and then a cell phone, maybe my expenses, I didn't have a car at the time. Maybe my expenses were $800 a month, right? My first year, for first full year in door-to-door sales, I made 60 um, first full year, 60-ish thousand, 67,000, 68,000, right? With expenses around a thousand bucks a month. Now, obviously, as the, as the expenses, as your income goes up, your giving goes up. So if you've got a certain percentage, so let's just say I was giving 20%. So, um, six, let's call it 68,000. Uh, I was giving 6,800 to tithe. Let's just call it another 10%. So, um, let's just say I was giving right around 14,000 a year. And then my, true expenses were a thousand a month above that, right? So 12,000. So we're looking at 26,000. So if we do the math and, and I didn't spend any money outside of giving and what was truly an, a, an actual expense, I would have had 40 something thousand left. Do you know how much I had left at the end of that year? $13,000. That means now, now that's great. I mean, 20 years old and you have $13,000 in the bank off a year's worth of work. That's better than most people. But the reality is with my expenses, I should have had $40,000 sitting around. But you go to Best Buy every week. At that time, I was buying DVDs every week. You buy clothes. The more money comes in. It just comes easy to lift your level your level of living. And I'm not saying you live in bondage and you're eating only rice and beans when you can be affording, you know, and you're eating only... Uh, Doritos and cheap food with MSG in it, like low quality food. That's not what I'm talking about. But it's very easy to become the guy who's like, yeah, let's go out to eat. I'll pay for everybody. Man, the amount of times if I go back and look at my restaurant spending, restaurant spending, where there's prudence to just say, hey, let's eat at home. You know, my wife and I now, we now have a deal that we eat out twice a week. That's it. Friday and Sundays. Sunday afternoon, and then Friday we have a date day. So we eat out twice a week. It can be very easy. Oh, I just go to Chick-fil-A. Oh, I just pick this up. Where there's prudence to not only taking care of the fact that you're not spending money you shouldn't be eating out, but you're, you're able to control the ingredients. It's two things. It's that, you're, sure, it takes time of preparation, but that you can cook at home. You can control your ingredients. You can eat something that's good. You can get something good in your system. Your body's not going to last eating Chick-fil-A. It's not healthy for you. I'm sorry to break it to you. It's not healthy for you. So making those decisions. So eating out, um, buying nonsense. I remember a time I'm going to... Uh, I'm going to tell you a story that's a shame on me story, but uh, maybe it's on the power of sales. But I went to the mall. It was during the summer. I set an incentive for myself. I was going to buy myself a PlayStation. I think it was a PlayStation 3 at the time, maybe PlayStation 4. And I went to the mall, and I went to go buy this PlayStation. I was walking through the mall, and I got flagged down by one of those um, those people at the kiosk, the Dead Sea, like, cosmetic thing where it's got like the face scrubs and the lotions and all that stuff. And they started like selling me on all this. And I'm just standing there and getting suckered in and not knowing how much this is going to be. And they're like trying this stuff on and they're like, this is really going to clear your face up. Your skin needs to, needs to get cleared up and just got sold hard. And I ended up buying like 300 and something dollars worth of this. Man, I didn't even really want it, but I just got so sold so hard. I was like trapped. And so I, <laughs> I went to the mall to get a PlayStation 3 or PlayStation 4 and I ended up getting uh, creams. 
the reality is for me is it probably actually worked out better in my favor because video games can rob you of production. But I, from that, I made sure I used every drop and every ounce of everything that I bought because if I was going to spend 300 and something dollars on it, I was going to use it. But things that fits into the category of things that no one will ever ever need. I'm not saying if you're a woman that you shouldn't be buying makeup. I think there's a, there, there's a, it's a good invention. There's a, there's a part to play in that. But shoot, making the right decision. So I would, if I was you, there's an awesome workbook. It's good to be on a budget. Even if you're, even if you're making a million dollars a year, I don't know how many of our listeners are making $500,000 plus a year. But even if you are, it's good to understand the value of money because it can be very easy and what's real, really necessity because it can be very easy just to make excuses and, and, and to let your spending get out of hand. If you've been in the work field and you've been working and, you're, and you have cool clothes and you have nice shoes, but you have no money, first of all, shame on you. But secondly, let's just do better. So on revival.com, if you type in paid in full, or if you just go to Google and you type in paid in full worksheet, there's a worksheet from Pastor Eric and Jennifer, and it's paid in full, and it goes over. You basically have different categories, what you spend on your cell phone, what you spend on subscriptions, what you spend on your car and all that stuff, and you figure out your true expenses. They have you track your spending for 30 days, every single penny that you spend, and then you can see what am I actually spending my money on. You'd be surprised how much you spend on coffee, how much you spend at the gas station. I talked to someone, I was talking about their budget, and they're like, they were in this, they were in door-to-door sales as well, and they're like, I looked at my taxes and I had spent four thousand dollars at at corner stores buying buying food, buying uh, like beverages. Like they're like, I would just go get a drink, I would go make a sale, I'd go buy a Red Bull, and I'd get a snack. And then I'd go make another sale and I'd go get another drink and make a snack. And they were like, I was spending, you know, 12 to 15 bucks a day at these gas stations buying snacks, right? Crazy. And at the end of the year, three, four thousand, and sometimes they'd spend more. They'd get a, you know, food there because they didn't pack. Four thousand dollars. That was their spending at corner stores. Like, are you serious? Four grand. That's crazy. But just making the right decisions. And then a couple pointers. If you're doing well, even if you're not, some things to look at. Um, there's even there's even uh, there's even wisdom to the right credit card. I know people. There's people who talk against credit card. If you're a person who it's just it's too easy to get in debt. Credit cards aren't for people who are in debt. Credit cards are for people who want to spend their money wisely. I, I'm coming out of debt. This will be the last year that I'm in debt. I owe a little bit on my car. It's the last bit of debt I have. I don't spend money on a credit card that I don't have in a bank account. So it's not a temptation to go into debt, but it's a way that you can make money spending money. So I have a Amazon.com credit card, Amazon Prime. I'm a Prime member. Um, so I have this credit card. It gives me 5% back at Whole Foods, which we do some of our grocery shopping through there, and at Amazon. And if you're like me, you spend money on Amazon. So that basically means I get a 5% discount. I have, I think, three credit cards total. I have that one, and then I have two other ones. I have one that's a flat 2% cash back, which everything I spend is 2% cash back. And then I have one that's 1%, and, and in some categories, it's 5%. So just as an example, I have the silver credit card, which is... So if I'm buying, if I'm at a restaurant, I'm putting it on the silver credit card. If I'm at the grocery store, I'm putting it on the silver credit card. If I'm at Whole Foods, I'm putting it on the Amazon Prime one. And then if I'm at this one that's 1% and then 5% for certain categories, like this month, it's, it's, uh, gasoline. So anytime I go to the p- gas pump, you know, when I, when it, for, it'll do it for two and a half months, a certain category, I'm like, all right, Krista, anytime we go to the gas, use the blue card. And then the next one will be, uh, 
you know, whatever. I don't know. They have different categories that they put it through grocery stores. And then, all right, for this two and a half months, every grocery store, we're getting 5% back. So it's a way that you just are getting small discounts that end up adding up. So there's, you can go online and do the research, best flat rate, 2% cash back. Uh, the one's a Chase credit card. If you want more information, please reach out to me on Instagram. I'm happy to answer questions. Let's be prudent. Let's be people who are wise with our money, who aren't spending first and hoping for whatever later. Be givers, but be savers at the same time. Bless you. I, bl- I believe this is going to be, as you're prudent and, you, and you're a good steward of what God has given you, that it's going to increase. In Jesus' name, we love you. Thank you for listening.